I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the radio from 1 until 4, and then after 4 o'clock, you can uh, hear what you missed. The John and Ken on demand podcast on the iHeart app. Yeah, we're not done giving away money. You have a shot at $1,000 coming up with the final keyword on our show at 320. It will continue with Tim Conway Jr. for another couple of hours after that. Be listening for the keyword. And follow the instructions, and you could win the money. All right, well, we're going to begin this hour by talking about the FBI. And word is they're going to get involved in investigating the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. Two particular incidents, one that we talked about at length recently. Deputies responded to 911 calls about a robbery in progress at a grocery store in Lancaster. And they encountered a man and a woman who matched the descriptions given to 911, they handcuffed the man. The woman, though, began taking video, and then the deputy rushed towards her, and eventually they got into a scuffle, and she got knocked to the ground. And in the other case, which just came out, it happened last year, Palmdale deputy punched a woman in the face while she was holding her baby. Uh, the uh, two That's incidents. quite a story there, too. Apparently, it was a car full of women who uh, were drunk. <laughs> And, and they didn't have babies in car seats. Yeah, so they, they were holding... You could imagine a police officer would find that very alarming. Yeah, and so the, the cop uh, wanted to take the baby away because he considered the child to be in danger. Uh, the driver was drunk. Uh, the mothers were drunk. Three of the mothers holding babies. I mean, well, we'll get into this with Steve Gregory. I Because uh, at, at first glance, I'm sure everybody is saying, why is this an FBI investigation? Well, I think, here's the thing. If we go back to every time there's a high-profile use of force with any law enforcement agency, 
the first thing you hear activists, uh, the family members and, and attorneys scream for is they want the FBI to investigate. And it's it's interesting because a lot of times when they know the FBI is investigating something, it calms things down because then they, they feel like for some reason this outside federal agency's uh, look at the case is going to be more independent and more objective than it would have but been if it was no internal. There are no federal crimes being committed here. Well, we don't know that yet. And that's... Uh, well, what why, would they be? Well, there could be possible civil rights violations, which would be a federal crime. Uh, but, but so going back, when the FBI is asked to come in and do this, and that was the question that I had, who initiated the FBI's involvement in this case? And I had been told by... Two sources that it was actually the sheriff's department that requested it, requested the FBI's look at this. <laughs> and um, it, it's not unusual. This is Robert Luna then. Yeah, Sheriff Villanueva wouldn't have done that. Well, and here's the thing. But Sheriff Villanueva also asked the state attorney general's office to look into use of force cases because he felt like they, that he wanted that agency to do it. Whereas he could never get the attorney's general, the attorney general's office to ever come in and independently look at any of the cases that he wanted. The high-profile ones, the Andres Guardado case, for instance, and that's one. Now the attorney general's office is going to look into it, and they're making a big deal about looking into it now. But that was a request that had come three or four years ago from Villanueva's administration. So this, so, so what is this about? This is all about. So this could be, yeah, if it's a civil rights violation, this could be a criminal case? It could be. And here's the thing. How many times have you ever heard the FBI going ahead and indicting or pressing charges against a law enforcement person after they've come in to look at a case? Do you remember the last time that's happened? The FBI? I, I don't, yeah, I don't track that, but I don't remember. Because it hasn't happened that. It's very rare that the FBI actually follows through with any kind of charges after looking at a case. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Rodney King case, was it the Justice Department got well, involved? Or? Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin was one of the last ones the FBI actually went, you know, and, and, the, and his accomplices uh, with the George Floyd situation when they, they determined that there was a violation of civil rights in that case. Um, there were some instances in Ferguson, Missouri, where the FBI went in and actually did that, too. But here in Los Angeles, there are very few instances where the FBI actually finds some sort of criminality uh, when it in, when it investigates so, a case. Do, uh, so uh, do people on the inside think that Luna is doing this in order to calm things down or is he... Uh, it's a, going after his own deputies again. I don't think I don't think Luna has got it out for his deputies, quote unquote. I think what he's trying to do is he campaigned on a promise of transparency and holding people accountable. And that means getting everyone involved. The thing that's making people in the rank and file uncomfortable is the way he's doing it. Uh, you know, when he comes out in these press conferences and he says, um, I'm calling community leaders. I'm calling activists. I'm calling politicians for their view on this. The more people that more fingers you have in this pie and the more diluted it gets. And these are people who don't understand how policing works or how policy and procedure work. So this FBI thing that's going to happen, this is not unusual. This is not an, ex un uh, an extraordinary situation. This is a very common occurrence. And here's the thing that a lot of people don't realize about FBI investigations of, of cases like this. The FBI does not take a whole bank of agents and roll into an agency and start doing its own investigation. They're going to make inquiries. And a lot of times they're going to take whatever internal investigations already been done by that agency. And they're going to start from that. 
and they may have a couple of questions, but they don't go in typically and ever start their own investigation from the say, ground isn't, level. Isn't they this, don't have that time. Yeah, isn't this covered by uh, protocol within the sheriff's department? But see, that's just it. You, we, we're, we're now in a society where uh, certain groups of people do not trust that an agency can investigate itself. And even though there are very strict protocols in place for like LAPD and LA County Sheriff's Department with their, you know, the Professional Standards Bureau for the Sheriff's Department, Internal Affairs for LAPD or Force Investigation Division, these are people inside the agency whose only job it is to investigate uses of force, categorical uses of force. And, and you know, they, they do those behavior. investigations and cops are disciplined all the time. They are disciplined all the time. And you, we just don't hear about it. They're disciplined. They're, cops are disciplined every day, you know, and then that disciplinary action goes before the police commission. It's talked about behind closed doors because the officers have rights. Right. Right. That's in their contract that this stuff can't be not only in the contract, but that's a state law, state law. Yeah. Peace officers bill of rights protect, gives them certain protections. Right. So if, if people have the impression that cops always get away with it, that's not true. That's not true. That's that's typically I, I've not seen it in all the years I've been in this market. I've not seen Cops, quote unquote, get away with it. Uh, something will happen. I'm not saying that there's not nepotism. I'm not saying that there aren't favors or back, uh, you know, like backslapping. That kind of stuff happens all the time. And those kinds of things are in every kind of line and in, 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 in discipline of work. I'm just saying that on these high profile cases, they're investigated pretty thoroughly. It may not be to the public's liking, but it's typically the public doesn't understand what goes through. What well, based on what we know uh, about uh, these cases. The first one, supposedly in the video, the woman uh, was raising her fist to the sheriff's deputy. Right. And that caused the sheriff to backtrack a bit in his criticism and his analysis once that video was publicized. So where where is that case? Do they think that the deputy really went way overboard or was this an understandable situation when you have a scuffle and a resistant arrestee or detainee that this this sort of thing happens every day i have talked to a use of force expert with a different agency and i've also talked to other deputies and they all agree that the force in this case was warranted it was um, warranted given the circumstances and the thing that we talked about this on the show before the thing that's always missing from these videotapes is the lead up the context the whole story, the big picture, and even the videotape where Luna says this deputy struck this woman in the face. I've not seen that video. I did not see a deputy strike anyone in the face in the video that was well, released. Because that's a murky case, too, because what you have, according to the cops, there's three little children being right. held by drunken women in the back seat of a car driven by a drunk driver, and it's at night, and... And there's also no car seats. And there's also, and, and, and I don't know this for a fact yet with Sheriff's Department, but I know some agencies, they train to do a distraction strike. And that is to, to if they need to get somebody for a hostage situation or in the case of this baby where they think the baby was in danger or whatever the case was, sometimes a distraction strike strike might be the thing they need to do to to extract the person and what is safety. what is a distraction well, it'd be like if if i'm talking to you and you and i are trying to do it and you refuse to give up the knife and then someone comes up beside you and smacks you upside the head or right hits you somewhere and, and you, you're distracted and then you grab the knife right. something like that so that could be part of the uh could be part of it i don't know I, again we didn't get to see that we had to take the sheriff at his word that he struck the lady in the face twice all right steve thank you very much for that update always, always learn a lot from steve well most of the time <laughs> Uh, 
That was half a compliment. Uh, I know, right? I'll take it. Then right. it, only, it only took 18 years. Don't get greedy. <laughs> we got more coming up, including your chance at some money with another keyword being revealed. John and Ken, KFI AM 640 live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right, coming up after the news at 3.30, a pretty good one from the Daily Mail, an exclusive. Gavin Newsom accused of political hypocrisy over DeSantis and Abbott lawsuit threat as it's revealed his administration was caught dumping child migrants in other counties when he was mayor of San Francisco. It's a story dug out from 2008. You hear, you hear that? Gavin Newsom dumping child migrants. Mm. He'll tell you the details. <laughs> and he wasn't arrested, was he? The way he wants to arrest DeSantis. Child yeah. migrants. Well, I, we we were just talking about uh, the FBI investigating the LA County Sheriff's Department for a couple of uh, use of force incidents that were captured on on video. And whenever I see these stories, I think, sure, you know, you could punish them, but we always tend to forget the people involved. <laughs> it was two shoplifters, and now it may be a bunch of women in a car drinking and not having their kids in child seats and. I always tend to forget what they're dealing with. Yeah, sometimes. I know. Instead, well, it's like, oh, you. And as Steve always tells us, uh, the, the, the police work is messy. 95% of the focus in the news stories, especially in all these uh, left wing progressive rags, is about the cops' alleged misbehavior, which may yes. not be true to begin with. But the real problem is why don't we hear about the mothers? How, do you, how does a bunch of mothers get in a car with a drunk guy in the middle of the night? And they're holding on to their babies. The they driver's relax. drunk. Yeah, the no mo- the mother's seats, drunk. I mean, what, what what what's going on here? And God knows how he's how he's driving. Well, he must have been driving erratically in some way, right? He got pulled over. Yeah, I'm not trying to let the cops off the hook, but they encounter so many situations that are just so damn messy and ugly. And there's going to be things that go wrong. It's emotions that are flaring up. And clearly, the women didn't want to give up their kids. To the cops. That's really what caused the problem there because they're trying to take them away from the mothers for fear for their safety. Obviously, they weren't being looked after. No, cops well are doing the right thing. In both cases, the cops are doing the right thing. I mean, at that at that store, they were not only uh stealing, they were they they had assaulted one of the employees at the store. Yeah, yeah. It's all overlooked because now the whole emphasis is on how can we punish the police, right? Because yeah. It's so out of proportion. Only the, the, this crowd that hates the police think that police are just doing this all the time, beating people up for no reason. Only activists and the jerk reporters and the jerk editors and producers believe this stuff. That's all. Small little crowd of activists and, and media people, although that's redundant. Media people have become activists. So they amplify any false charge out there, and then they run it for 10 minutes on the, on the 10 o'clock news. And they don't care. They have no shame. So there's a negotiation going on between the LAPD and uh, the city of Los Angeles over their new contract. The LAPD has a union called the Los Angeles Police Protective League. And their vice president, a woman by the name of Jaretta Sandos, apparently posted something on Facebook that has got people (gasps) aghast. She wrote, go somewhere, addressing LAPD officers. LAPD departing officers. Find jobs in communities where the political leadership understands your worth. Go somewhere that respects the work you do and you don't have to beg for a great contract. Go somewhere that is a city council or city manager that openly acknowledges the great work you do 
go somewhere that doesn't have two or more city council members who hate you. And she put in parentheses, no exaggeration. She's right. And she's actually referring to specifically Unisys Hernandez and that Hugo Soto Martinez yes. clown. Yeah. The Democrat socialists who do hate the police. They yes. hate the police and they're open about how they hate the police. They want to abolish the police. They want police put in jail. They want everybody out of prison and jail except the police. Well, wait a minute, though. They're trying to get rid of jail, too. How would that work? Well, no, there'd just be a police jail. <laughs> oh, a police jail. A police jail like would be set up. <laughs> Exchange all the current prisoners for uh, police officers. Well, it says, why would somebody uh, uh, vent or endorse the departure of cops at a moment when LAPD is hemorrhaging officers? The number of officers dropped to 9,027 last week, down roughly 1,000 compared to 2019. Hey. Well, look at the last four years. Hey, do you blame people for maybe trying to find a job in a different place if they want to continue in police well, work? What other, what other mayor in what other town called his police force killers? Oh, killers. The killers, killers we are, right. Yeah, that was Garcetti. Yeah, that's when it was popular in 2020 to yeah, really hate yeah. the police. But when, when he took the knee, remember? Yeah, that right. Sniveling in front of uh, little, BLM and all the Sniveling activists. little coward took a knee uh, to uh, to worship BLM. Or we're going to so continue being the killers that we are. There so we did go. that dopey police chief, too. More. More, he yes. Took a another knee too. one. Another one. These sniveling little cowards, they take the knees in front of the BL, BLM poobahs. And the BLM is, is disintegrating. They've had so many scandals. Their leaders stole so much money. They're a joke now. In fact, there was a thing in the LA Times over the weekend by one of their uh, left-wing uh, rag columnists. Oh, is this the end of uh, BLM? BLM. Uh, uh, it should be the, well, well, the, well, the money's gone. Yeah, it's the end. The only response from Mayor Bassetti is uh, the mayor's number one job is to keep Angelino safe. She remains concerned about the number of officers retiring, and her budget reflects that concern. So it really says nothing. Why Why would you become an officer in a place like this? Look what happened to these, these sheriff deputies. You know, at, at best, the, 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 these two incidents are gray areas, right? Instead, they're, they're the targets of federal civil rights investigations. Well, because oh, well, because Robert Luna doesn't have the guts to stand up for his own deputies. So he he throws them to the feds. Police Luna. chief Michael Moore has blamed the decrease in the number of officers on perceived anti-police sentiments that grew out of the law enforcement killings of George Floyd and other. He's the one that took a knee. Yeah, you he, added to that. He sided with the activists against against the police. Oh, remember they were marching everywhere back in the summer of 2020, claiming the police are just killing everyone, particularly if you're a person of color. <laughs> and guys like this took a knee, saying, "Yeah, yeah. I agree." Yeah, he embraced. I agree. He embraced. That's what that means. You take a knee, you are agreeing. Yeah, you're actually acting like you're subservient to me. Exactly. They, they did. You take a knee. They were subservient to whatever the BLM activists were saying. And they were all it was all lies. It was it was lies. Statistically, I've looked this up 12 different ways. There's very oh, well, few of these very, very few of these incidents. The dangers in these communities are from people in the communities. It's not from the police. And most of the people in the communities welcome the police. And it was but you know what? We've got the stupid media activists disguised as reporters and editors and producers who keep amplifying this nonsense. Well, fortunately, at least the LA Times is going out of business. Which is what should happen to all the media in this town. Because they're lying to people.
We need to look like uh, sports athletes. The department is laying plans toward a $15,000 signing bonus to officers. Yeah. <laughs> it's a signing it, bonus. No, it's pathetic. I mean, I mean, I mean, cops should be fighting to get in to work in the LAPD, fighting to become an L.A. County oh, sheriff. They used definitely. to. Yeah, they used to. used to be a, one of the premier police forces in the nation. But now, why would you do that? It's like, go to, go, to, you know, go to a town in Orange County where they love the police. They respect the police. They honor all right? And you got a lot less trouble. But what's the point of doing this? All right. When we return, well, it looks like when Gavin Newsom was mayor of San Francisco, he shuffled some migrants around the state. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640. On the radio from one until four and after four o'clock, the iHeart app as the John and Ken podcast, John and Ken on demand. And that's got uh, the whole show. You can pick up what you missed. All right. Well, it's an exclusive of the good old Daily Mail. And they talked to a couple of California politicians to put together this story. Gavin Newsom accused of political hypocrisy over the DeSantis and Abbott lawsuit threat. That, of course, is about the migrants who were bused to California. As it's revealed, his administration was caught dumping child migrants in other counties when he was mayor of San Francisco. Children? Innocent immigrant children? He was dumping in other cities? Dumping. Hmm. Oh, 
how heartless and cruel Gavin well, Newsom is. They were supposedly child migrants convicted of crimes. They, the story says, and he had them sent from San Francisco down to other counties, including San Bernardino County. So what, he deported them to, to, a, to another just county? Had them quietly, yeah. Uh, they didn't get a second chance in San Francisco? <laughs> Gosh, remember uh, the Bologna family? That's what we always think of oh, with Gavin yeah. Newsom. The Bologna family was, uh, well, a father and uh, a son. Was it one son or two? I think it was one son. Were murdered. Yeah. Because they were mistaken for gang members. And the, and the killer was one of these, uh, he was not a minor at the time, but he, he did get uh, protections in San Francisco because yeah. he was a migrant, uh, an underage migrant. So yeah. they let him bounce around after he committed certain, several crimes. And he was free to be joining a gang and then kill this poor family. Yeah. yeah, and that was under Newsom Sanctuary City policies. And so this guy was free to kill two members of the Bologna family. And then if I remember, he wouldn't go see the Bologna widow. He took off with his uh, new girlfriend to Montana, the uh, Jennifer, his wife. Well, this story comes with a link to the El Segundo Times, July 4th, 2008. San Bernardino County officials vowed not to become a dumping ground for San Francisco criminals saying they may sue that city for exporting juvenile offenders to local group homes. Hmm. Yep. He was San he was, Francisco sent illegal immigrant cocaine dealers. Oh, see, this is back in 2008, so they did use the words illegal immigrant in the yeah. times. Yeah, you see, you see how see how much from, Hondur from Honduras to group homes in Yucaipa. Yeah. Yeah, Newsom was getting bad guys, criminal immigrants, whether they were underage or not, out of San Francisco. That's what he was doing. And then when other states do this stuff, so, oh, we have to have an investigation, kidnapping charges, human trafficking charges. He was engaging in human trafficking before it was fashionable. Uh, yeah. Such a phony. Officials in San Francisco acknowledged sending the recent group of Hondurans and said others had been transported down in the past. They're still trying to determine how many. <laughs> San Bernardino said they have a legal and moral obligation to notify us, but they didn't. That sound familiar? And, and they, that was one of his big complaints is they, they didn't get a heads up. Yes. Well, when Newsom was dumping his uh, criminal aliens, uh, there was no heads up there either. Then it says for years, San Francisco, a sanctuary city since 1989, has been shielding juvenile offenders from federal authorities, yeah. either escorting them to their home countries at city expense or transporting them to group homes, including locations in San Bernardino that's, County. That's okay. San Francisco is now empty. All the normal people moved out. <laughs> there is no more San Francisco. So good work, uh, Gavin. Gavin, no. London Breed, all the rest of them. You destroyed one of the great American cities. Hey, yeah. let's make him president. What could go wrong? Wow. No, you're right. He he basically he made California San Francisco and now he wants to make the US <laughs> California. Yeah. So yeah, so the, the whole country could look like San Francisco. Just just homeless drug addicts stumbling around with their pants around their ankles defecating. Let's have a whole country like this. That's Newsom's dream. Uh Carl McHenry lived in Ukaipa at the time and he said we had a crime wave <laughs> after the dumping. <laughs> My wife's social security check was stolen from our mailbox. My son's car radio was stolen. Several other crimes were committed in the neighborhood. Nobody could figure it out. It's a very safe town. We later found out there were juvenile delinquents being shipped from San Francisco to a halfway house four doors away from ours. Yeah. There you go. It's funny to see him complain about illegal immigrants being sent to Democrat areas. He did the same thing and he was mayor of San Francisco. <laughs> he he, is he so did this with homeless people, too, it says here, back when he was mayor. <laughs> 
He well, he did that idea where if we can find out your hometown, we'll give you a bus ticket back home where you can. He did. Family members will take care of you. He did all the same things that Republican governors do. See, the the thing about Newsom that is different than some of these other progressive Democrats is he doesn't really believe in this stuff. He doesn't believe in anything. What he wants is a big title, like governor or president, and he wants to screw beautiful women. And that that's really his two goals in life: to have power and and to have uh, have nice looking women by his side. Hmm. Nothing else. There's 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 no, there's no there's no thought there. There's no intellect. There's no cohesive philosophy about anything. You know, if if he thought being a a, a right wing nut would get him the presidency, he'd be that. You know, yes. he just picked being a left wing nut because that plays better in California. Uh, it says here the homeward bound program began in 2005 in San Francisco. It ended in 2016, but the current mayor is is now restarting it. That's the program where they voluntarily talk to the homeless people and they send them back to their hometown, wherever that is. But I thought they said in that latest study, they're they're falling into homelessness while living here. They didn't come from other states or cities. <laughs> That's yeah. a, well, they, they know which studies are lies. Yeah, well, exactly. they, they, they put out this propaganda on purpose to try to distract the public and, 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 and conf give the media something to uh, report uh, that will uh, take the heat off the progressives. Oh, no, no, no. These are our brothers and sisters who have fallen through the cracks. These are our neighborhoods. Remember, Garcetti would always talk like that. These are well, our fellow neighbors and Angelinos. They're our brothers and sisters who've come upon sad times like F you, Garcetti. This story's worse because these were criminal illegal aliens. Yeah. They may have been juveniles, but Texas and, as far as we know, Florida are not necessarily sending busloads of already yeah. known criminals to California. You know Yet what? Uh, uh, Newsom sent them to San Bernardino County. You know what these, uh, these uh, progressive politicians like Newsom remind me of? Uh, the old-time right-wing evangelical preachers. Uh, back in the 80s, there were all these TV preachers like Jimmy oh, yeah. Swagger so and Jim Baker, and they were preaching all kinds of uh, morality and fire and brimstone. Meantime, they become multimillionaires, and they, they were banging every young girl they could find in their church. That's what Newsom is. He's just, <laughs> he's, just he's preaching the religion to, to the faithful in front of him. It happens to be San Francisco and Northern California. That's what they want to hear. He doesn't care about any of this stuff. He doesn't follow through on anything. No. You know, and he's just, you know, he's marking time until he can get to uh, get to Washington. And, and Garcetti was the same thing. Garcetti never cared about it, about Los Angeles or any of these issues. He just knew if he preaches this stuff, you know, he'd, he'd, get, he'd get the votes the way that the preachers got the money, right? The preachers wanted to get the money. These guys want to get votes because that's how they get power. They, the, the votes give them power. The preachers got power from the money donated by the saps that watch their stupid television shows. I'm hoping someday there'll be an insider who will tell us the real story why Gavin Newsom's been running for president now for the past year. Is it really to be a backup in case Biden collapses? Is it because Kamala Harris, they don't want her to ascend? Yeah. It, Were they really just thinking about his future or what all this I, is? I, I think it's all those things. But Newsom looks like uh, uh, an attractive candidate, right? And a lot he of people, does, a lot right, of on a, paper, a lot of people vote on looks. Okay, they really do. The Democratic Party is majority women. The Republican Party is majority men. So the Democratic uh, candidates generally look better than the Republican candidates, yeah. and uh, with the exception of Biden. But uh, you, you know, think of Clinton, right? He was he was he was like a, a sex symbol. 
Barack Obama is a very handsome guy. Women vote for looks. And, and to, to some extent, obviously, this is not a, a total generalization. It, it helps a lot. No, you, you don't see, you, do you see any fat, bald guys wearing glasses coming out? No, you don't. Uh, it, it, it works in the Republican Party, too. You get anyone from Ronald Reagan to Mitt Romney. Uh, you know, George Bush was a, a pretty good looking guy. It, 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 it's really important. So he looks like a president. Biden is half dead. Everyone knows he's half dead. And I think, I think, I, I have no proof of this. It's my theory. Newsom gets inside word on how bad Biden is doing behind the scenes. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Is there and, something like that going on? And he ramps up the economy. I'm sorry, he ramps up his campaign. And so he's acting like a candidate. All that's missing is the official announcement because you can't force Biden. You know, you just have to wait till he either dies or falls into a coma. And I think they figure that's going to happen within the next year and a half. And so they got to have a guy, you know, he's like, he's like standing in the ring. He's shadow boxing. You know, he's warming up. He's ready to go. He knows the playbook. He has the issues. He's put out the TV commercials. He's already gone on trips to various states. He's, he's doing interviews. He's even going on Fox. He's, he's watching Fox, doing research to see what the counter arguments are going to be. He is fully prepared to run. Everybody knows that Kamala Harris is a complete stiff. He's going to be the guy. I think he's going to be the Democratic nominee. All right, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Yeah, well, in, in fairness, uh, this would be gender equity, John, this story. Gender equity? Mm-hmm. Normally when we do stories like this, I have to say it's, it, it's a woman that unfortunately has died during the botched attempt. Often it's butt enlargement. Uh, yes. Done these stories. Oh, where, yeah, yeah. Silicone injections. In yeah, the butt. they find yeah. somebody online and they meet them at some hotel or something. And uh, because it's cheaper, <laughs> or they, go, and, they go to Mexico. <laughs> or they go to Mexico and uh, get a sweaty guy in the motel. They get like silicon injected into their butt and then there's some complications and they die. In this case, it's, it's, it's men. Well, it's a German man. Uh, he apparently met up with another man. I don't know whether it was the internet or, oh, a gay dating website. And um, the other man convinced him that uh, maybe you could use some silicone in your in your parts there. Oh, not good enough. Uh, <laughs> do you even imagine being injected in that part of your sensitive body as a man? I can't even. Uh, like no, like uh, because be, 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 we, we get some weirdo guy that you met on a dating app and he's going to inject you remember there? It makes me right. think that they got they had sex, and then one said to the other, "Well, you could use some uh, yeah. enlargement." Hey, I, I I got something for you. I got an idea. Right, right. He died from uh, blood poisoning and organ failure. Uh, like, Torben K reportedly admitted to injecting Martin M after they met on the dating website, and he says, "Yes, I injected him at my own risk." I am not a licensed medical practitioner. Oh, it really was just another guy that he met. I guess they literally just met, yeah. Torben, the injector, oh, claimed I see. that yeah. Martin was jealous of Torben's penis and large testicles. That's exactly what it was, right. Oh. So, after they had their encounter. Oh. oh, and it's a German guy, too. But that implies that maybe the other guy did the same thing to himself. That's how he yeah, got... Yeah, that's... Uh, said, how did you get this big? 
Yeah, doesn't that seem to be the maybe? Maybe that guy went to a doctor. Oh, people just Germany to... is the world's capital for penis enlargement surgeries. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Twenty percent of all the penis enlargement sur surgeries take place in Germany. Boy, they're still into the medical experiments there, aren't they? <laughs> And but, the idea that they have to be on top and number one. They have to be the, the biggest. biggest at everything. It's <laughs> probably a, quite an industry there, if that's true. You know, so you could make a lot of money inflating German penises. Die. Wow. That is one sad hookup. How did you get like that? Well, I have this injection. Yeah. You want to try there it? Was Um, so the charges uh, committing dangerous bodily harm resulting in death, a violation of the Alternative Medical Practitioners Act. <laughs> Alternative Medical Practitioners are the word for a phony, a, <laughs> for a, guy, a you, quack. You mean on a dating app. <laughs> What's wrong with died. people? We shouldn't laugh. We, we, yeah, well, sure. <laughs> okay, let's, a moment. Not, let's not laugh. Uh, we got uh, Conway here. Hey now, hey now. Hey, um, plug in here for a second. All right, here we go. Here we go. We got a big show today. Really big show. Big show. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Uh, well, we got the um, we got <laughs> the weather. Yeah, the weather guy. CBS. Uh, Paul. Uh, is it uh, uh, Diano uh, from CBS and KCAL? And he's uh, right up there with Dallas Rains, where he doesn't beat you up every day with the global warming. Ah, although oh. it is warm out. I'll give him that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. July and Burbank. Yeah. Jay Leno had a great joke. He said, uh, yeah, come up with a uh, solution for uh, global warming. It's going to take about six months. It's called uh, winter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, anyway, we also have uh, the uh, the fires. We'll talk about the fires. 35% contained. And Lotto Mania tonight. I have my tickets. So, yeah. You do? How many? Uh, I have 10 tickets. So $20. Wait, I thought you were part of the group lottery. Well, I'm part of that as well. But if I win separate of them, then they're out. Well, they better be. Or you're right? not. You're not sharing your your winnings. Well, the first, not from his own personal no, purchases. No, no. I mean, I'll give, I'll give everybody a taste. I'll give you a little, uh, you know, a little taste. <laughs> a taste. But a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, a taste of a hot dog. A donut. <laughs> the first thing I'm going to do though is hire three really good lawyers. To keep our staff away from me. <laughs> good point. <laughs> really good lawyers. Lawyer up. <laughs> Bellio, Crozier, General, Stefouche. Uh, I'll call you. Okay. Yeah, you don't call me. But it's $900 million. Uh -huh. And Crozier yeah. had a point. We're doing an article today where a guy took the, the, the cash instead of the payments. Yes. And he ended up with, he won $360 million and ended up with $50 million somehow. Because he didn't have any, uh, you know, guys that know how to deal with money, so he paid mm. taxes and fees and all kinds of stuff. He ended up with fifty million dollars. Oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta really set yourself up. Yeah, with, uh, right. with guys that know what they're doing. Yeah, because if you take a lump sum, they'll take fifty percent in taxes right off the top. Uh, I mean, well, and the lump sum is is almost half, so it's one eighty, so it's down to ninety already. You went from mm. three sixty to ninety. Right. Mm. You've lost two hundred and seventy million dollars in one day. Yeah, yeah, you need a better financial advisor. <laughs> That's right. right, yeah. Are you in on it? I know, uh, uh, Ken, you're in on it, right? I have to go get tickets. I forgot. Okay. You go to Bluebird and stand in line? Yeah, I go to Bluebird and stand in line. <laughs> I go to the local Vons and use the machine. 
I do too. I, I, I go the I use the Walmart machine. Then I stand there and go, does anybody ever win out of these machines? I don't know. Yeah, I use the Walmart so, machine. It's very convenient. Stick a twenty and you hit it and bang, you're done. Yeah, you got your no, chicken. No, they in a only second. win yeah. at the Bluebird, don't you know? That's right. John's right. Yeah, the Bluebird Cafe still has it going on though. They still got lines around the block. Yes, you know, but. For a guy going in to get a you know a fifth of scotch, that's a three hour wait. That's right, it's not worth it. No, get the hell out of here. All right. That and a couple of ding dongs, and uh, all of a sudden it'll be a time for Mo Kelly. Okay, all right, all right. bring it on, ding dong, ding dong. Yeah. All right, Conway Crozier's got the news live in the twenty four hour KFI News Center. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM six forty one p.m. to four p.m. every Monday through Friday, and of course anytime on demand on the iHeart Radio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.